You probably know by now that Patreon helps keep this show going and ad-free, but you might not know all the benefits of being a Patreon supporter, starting with Swick Extra Minutes, the extended after-recordings of each episode of Swick. And that's really just the beginning. There's a whole lot more to being a Patreon supporter now, and you can learn all about it at patreon.com slash newsaz. Patreon is what keeps this show going, and we can't do all that we do without your support. So check out our new campaign at patreon.com slash newsaz. I will say I will agree with your MTV and I'll up you a Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> up you a Beavis and Butthead. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Hello Patsy. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? I don't like Lionel Yeah, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. I don't like Lionel, 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 Lionel Trains. I don't like Lionel Richie. I'm like I, I do like him. I had That's this weird thing. He, he he had some kind of special on I don't know, a couple years ago, and I fucking DVR'd that thing and I watched it. I like Lionel Richie. He's, there's no I like Lionel him. Richie. Dancing on the ceilings, at, like an yeah. underrated video. Yes. It's a fantastic, fantastic song. I, I thought you started out by saying you didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, you said no, that too. Yeah. No, I like oh, Lionel Richie, and the kids make fun of me because I like. All the songs, and I, I I know them. And I got news for I you: like the them. older the kids get, the more they're gonna make fun of the music you like. Yeah. I'm not even a father, and I know that. <laughs> he, she always hates when I get in the car, and there's like you know, it's all '80s. I always turn on some kind of '80s channel, and she she hates it. And then she turns on her shit today. I'm like, this is not music. This is. She's awful. like, we're playing the weekend. And you're like, but it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, dad. I knew well, um, I knew I was I was old when I. There's a scene in Corner Gas, which is a Canadian sitcom, where one of the characters says, um, new music sucks, and it sucks too loud, and I was like, yep, <laughs> yes it does. You know, uh, I uh, I always said to myself, you know what, I'm never going to be on hip when it comes to music. I'm going to know everything about music all the time, because it's not that hard. All you got to do is read Rolling Stone. I pick up Rolling Stone now, I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> It's like I have no idea what's going on anymore. I could, it's like I could Buzzfeed not on paper. I could not tell you anybody in the top forty right now on the radio. Not a soul. You could play me in the number one song. I probably have never heard it. I'm number, so unhip. Number one song right now is Coldplay and uh, the Chainsmokers. I have not. I've heard of Chainsmokers. I don't think I've. I've heard of Coldplay. Heard they their music. suck, but I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought Coldplay's X and Y for twenty five cents a couple weeks ago. You spent too much. <laughs> Dave's getting this all mad. That was the only I, time I, I ever got in an altercation with Jack was during the Super Bowl with Coldplay. Why? Well, it's like through got through, mad? through Amy. Apparently, like Amy was like like I was posting shit on Facebook, and then Amy's like Jack wants to know that, and like Amy was like really stirring the shit, which is actually really funny. It's like that's like Jack. I think Jack actually handed my ass to me in the end of that, but I will never tell him that. <laughs> I think I think it's ironic. Or whatever it is, is a great song. We we this character has an homage to a band. Yeah, and you've already mentioned Lionel Richie, Adele, Coldplay, and I don't even know who the Chain hell smokers. else. Yeah, Chain and, and and we haven't even we mentioned. Can. 
the wait, 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 wait. Before you even get to that, let's, here's, here's another one. Let me find it. Oh, there we get. We got Leo, too. <laughs> okay. Hey. There, before you got into it, I had to throw Leo in there. Okay. Let's see the guy that does, like, the. I'm going to sing Wild Horses in 45 different ways. No, he's the guy who does metal oh. covers of songs that aren't metal, and if you listen to the best of fives that you aren't on, <laughs> you would know that. <laughs> no, I have a five-minute drive to work. Okay, all right, okay. Next time well, I go on a trip. Best of fives. Hello, Atsy appears in episode seven, The Force Awakens. Seven. Are you saying Atsy? Atsy. It's Asti. It is. <laughs> You're Asti. absolutely right, sir. It is. You're right. You are right. Mellow Asterix. <laughs> A- Etsy. Uh, my name is Cobalt Squadron Chris. They did not yeah. call that Squadron Cobalt. Is it? Is that really the color they use for that? I believe it is. That's almost pretentious. <laughs> That it wasn't just blue. Yeah, exactly. Blue. Or even cyan, for God's sakes. Cobalt? <laughs> Chartreuse. Come on. <laughs> what was weird is that I have Dave's name as Blue Squadron Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's way better. <laughs> I'm also joined by Matt Hewood. Oh, really? Is he the voice? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. And... New Republic Starfleet's Precision Air Team Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. That's Dave, um, hello. Me. I'm looking at Billboard Top 200, and I'm down to 176, and I've yet to see a name <laughs> I recognize. Yeah. Today's music is is not that good. Yes, I bought. More, I did buy Lord's no. new album, and then I bought a remastered version of Ride the Lightning today. Five bucks. <laughs> of what? Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning, That's yeah, because I, I, I don't own that album for whatever reason. I never bought Ride the Lightning. Well, if they ever remaster Saint Anger, they'll have my money. <laughs> Seriously? No, of course not. I was going to say, it's like, wait a minute. That's my favorite album. That one and the one they did with Lou Reed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hello, Asti. Hello, Asti. All right. Hello, Asti. I like, I mean, we've already alluded to some things. I'll get into more later, but I'm mostly doing this for the behind the scenes stuff. Let's start the character there and work itself. backwards. No, we're going to save the good God stuff for last. And he did appear in The Force Awakens. He did. So this he... is our second Force Awakens character. Why aren't you right? doing a Rogue One character? <laughs> Baby steps. Okay. <laughs> but Eloasti is a male New Republic X-Wing pilot from Abinetto, which is a new planet for as far as the Star Wars universe. And, yeah, and it's actually that, um, not to derail you, Dave, but when, when Chris, Tim, and I did our 11 characters we're looking at for uh, future episodes, two of those characters were, were the species. So we had a little bit of a talk about that about hey. a year year ago from now, or a year uh, okay. past from now, I should say. Okay, I remember the episode. I don't remember the characters. Was Elo Asti no, one no, of No, actually, the- he, he probably should have been, but it was, yeah. um, to, to refresh everyone's memory, it was the one of the first aliens you saw in the opening shot where like the, the stormtrooper held a gun on him, and oh, he, looked, yeah, he yeah. looked panicked. And the other one, I mentioned this at our live podcast panel at Celebration, the one with the yellow mechanical lifter arms. He's one of those species as well. Okay, I do. He's just got a glandular problem. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
<laughs> I do remember that now. Well, Elo Asti is described as a reckless pilot, and he had a hard time working as part of the squadron, but he is very skilled at what he does. You could say... So he's Iceman. No, no, he's, no, he's, he's a <laughs> Maverick. You could say he's crafty. <laughs> okay. So he's... <laughs> he's crafty. Oh, I get it. Uh, took me a moment. You could say he's Brass Monkey. <laughs> he started his piling you could career. Say he by doesn't his... sleep until Brooklyn. He what could buy his clothes. <laughs> you could say he was looking down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> you could say a lot of things. Are we ruining all your jokes already? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's funny. Uh, he started his piling career by flying patrol missions and doing air shows, which I think is funny <laughs> that they had air shows in Star Wars. So, and he's the, all so the Cobalt Angels. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so he's that's all a, That's a really place. obscure Simpsons reference for anyone that got that or didn't get it. I was just laughing at the Scorpions. <laughs> well, which was the Simpsons reference. Okay. Tiny Klaus. Hello, Tiny Klaus. Hello. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I, 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 have to, I have to tell this story. I have to tell this story. I'm sorry. Good. I need to get a the beer. Scorpions, the Scorpions played the Opry House last year. And after the show, his manager came in to get Klaus a little tiny t-shirt. Because Klaus, the, the singer, the singer for the Scorpions is tiny. Really? So he came in and got him. He got him this, this, this like little. Was he size? No, it wasn't child size, but it was like a small shirt. Klaus is like he's like four foot eleven. He's like a tiny man. Does he perform in front of a giant magnifying glass? <laughs> he should. He should. It was kind of funny. Yeah, when you see him out there on the stage, it's like wow, he's, a, he's he really is little. He's, he's that tiny. He's, he's, he's a little Deutschman. He's tiny, like little sweet, like he's that <laughs> tiny. <laughs> he's he's pretty tiny. All right. Tiny. Well, he is all over the galaxy. In fact, you could say he's intergalactic. <laughs> and is it, he planetary? He, <laughs> sure. He gets bored with this life, and he wants to get involved in the cause against the First Order. In fact, you could say he wants to fight for his right. <laughs> <laughs> but he does have some sense of... Uh, of duty and responsibility. He does want to not just be a skilled pilot. It, it kind of reminds me almost of like the Han Solo thing, except he doesn't go through really what Han Solo goes through. It's just in his moral compass to get involved uh, and fight for the, the side, you know, that, that he feels is in the right. Hmm. Um, he is part of the strike team against Starkiller base. And although he is a nonconformist, he listens to Poe Dameron because he's just so freaking wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I like Poe Dameron. Yeah. Oh, Why would he listen to Poe Dameron and not anyone else? What does Poe Dameron bring to the table? Seriously. He's rhyming and stealing. He's rhyming and stealing. He's the Eggman. <laughs> He is red six in that battle, by the way, for anyone that's keeping track. Okay. Yep. Okay. Six. While attacking the thermal oscillator, he is shot down during the battle. He's actually shot down from the ground, not by an enemy ship. He's shot down from the ground, and he has a line. He says, he says I'm hit. Does okay. thermal oscillator just sound like a comp- the most made-up thing, or is it just my <laughs> imagination? <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds like a fan. On that, the, sounds like, uh, that's like, that almost sounds like the thing that they have in Rocky Horror. What is it called? It's called like the sonic transducer, thermal oscillator. <laughs> they, they, they're interchangeable. Uh, we'll seduce you. It's something you'll get used to. <laughs> I'm all about Rocky Horror. There's, there's, there's Matt's next impression right there. What, Tim Curry? Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts about his look? He has the kind of long face. In fact, on the set... I, I, I kind of like this because he had this kind of nickname on the set before he was given a name, or at least at least while the mask was being produced, that they thought he looked more like a bull than anything else. Okay, I can see uh, that. Yeah, and and I didn't really think of that before doing this. But what do you think? I, I think he kind of actually looks a little like Walrus Man, but he he does have yeah. hair down his face. They almost look like sideburns. And he, has, um, yeah. he does have like, like, like the bull nostrils on the side, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's the nostrils that make it more bull-like than yeah. anything else. Um, do, you, do you like the look of this character, at least? It's fine. I actually do. It, it fits. It's like it's it's new, but it fits in the other things we've, we've seen. Yeah. I would say my only problem with these aliens is, like, why do we see so many of them in Force Awakens all of a sudden? It's that's, like... That's a good point. You didn't see two walrus men. You didn't see two hammerheads. You didn't see... You know, two aliens really ever in any of the even the prequels. For as many complaints as I have of the prequels, you didn't see constant repeats of of new introduced aliens. There's th- we named three in the first two minutes of this episode. Why are there so many all of a sudden? Maybe where they are in the galaxy. I'm. I certainly, obviously, don't know. Well, then I have nothing to say to you. Two two days after <laughs> Return of the Jedi, someone goes out there and finds the planet. You found us finally. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're right, we're right next to Coruscant. What the hell? It actually, Chris, Chris is the only one I think they can maybe agree with me. These kind of look like the good aliens from that um that show we used to watch. What was it like? Um, uh, the Dark Skies or something? What was it? Uh, I think Dark Skies. What? Yeah, the one with the um, yeah. What's his name? The librarian. Eivar. What the hell's his name? No, Wiley. Yeah, yeah. kind of look. Kind of looks like the good it guys does. from that. Me and you used to like that show for a we, while. We liked it until like that last season when we were going like, what the fuck is going on in this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, you guys used to talk about that all the time. Yeah. What the hell was the name of it? It had skies in it. I think it was Dark Skies. Falling Skies. Falling Skies. That's it. Falling Skies, yes. That's it. Yeah. Well, the helmet that he wears is custom made to fit his dome. Well, that's because good. Like, <laughs> yeah, you think about like most of like like Matt was just saying, we were only seeing humans or at least humanoid people in this uniform in these ships. And now all of a sudden there are other people that stuff's not going to fit them. So in like within the star Wars universe, his, his helmet is custom made the yellow and black checkerboarding on his helmet and the others is to honor the Alliance pilots that have died in the past, which I think is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, written I don't buy on it. why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just to be this one honor dead corpse. Is there a scene of him sunbathing somewhere? <laughs> better not <laughs> be. <a> double. <laughs> there better not be. You're right. There's <laughs> uh, just just as a side note uh, to hammer home what I said before. There is a fourth character. I didn't notice it, but there's a picture taken from that Pablo Hidalgo book, The um, Force Awakens Visual Guide. There's four of these distinctive characters 
of these aliens in this movie. Why is there so many in this in Force Awakens? <laughs> Dave? Well, I maybe because it looks so cool. Do they I don't sunbathe know. and then split in half? <laughs> and they well, melt? I, yeah. I do have a little bit of an answer for one of them later. Um, I want it now. I'll be too drunk later. <laughs> You'll be too drunk. Tell me now, boy. Well, you're going to have to wait. Ugh. Well, then I'm going to have to drink. Okay. <laughs> Written on his helmet and just on his helmet in Arabesh. Get it here. Is, well, I, I, I don't know. This is the kind of thing that could go either way. Like, you might think this is insanely cool and you might think this is crossing the line. But written on his helmet in Arabesh, translated, says, born to ill. <laughs> eh, that's all right. Isn't it born to kill? <laughs> I think it? it's, a, it's, a, it's a nod to license to ill. It, ill. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay. <clears throat> You're okay with it? Yeah, I mean, if, if their whole... I mean, I know the behind-the-scenes history of this character, so I accept it if it was... I, I guess it plays in with that, so I'm okay okay with it to an extent if, if it was like calligraphy that you'd have to if you squint and you saw oh it actually says something that might be a little too much but arabish that's fine okay i kind of like it oh, i wrong. mean i'm when i thank you <laughs> when i'm when i'm in these movies i'm grasping at anything that i can at least sort of like and and this guy is in that category the, he's the stars he has a lot of everything yeah okay <laughs> not me he is a practical character, which is another bonus in yep. my opinion. His eyes blink, his nose sniffs. He is played by an actor that is a guy in a mask. It is a man in an animatronic mask by the name of Paul Casey with a K. Have you guys ever met this guy or heard of him? He's, nope. He's doing a, <laughs> He's doing a convention in Louisville at the end of July. So I might go up there to get his autograph on my poster. All right. He also plays a character named Admiral Radus in Rogue One. That's the blue or green um, Akbar guy. Okay. Oh, okay. So what are you doing now, Tim? All these uh, post-Disney acquisition, you're just getting on one poster kind of thing? Yeah, I bought, I bought one poster at Celebration uh, that's kind of a... It's, 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 not, it's not one of the official movie posters, but it's one that's sort of represents the new era of movies it says force awakens on it but it just has a like a representation of ray but it's got a lot of open space to sign so now yeah anything post disney i'm gonna get on that poster so whether it's the han solo movie or some obi-wan kenobi movie 10 years from now all on this one poster okay wasn't that blue akbar guy voiced by uh steven stanton yes he was actually yeah Check out Matt. I know stuff. (laughs) He's smart. (laughs) He's like Fredo. I'm smart. I'm smart. People like me. (laughs) Well, I I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) I think I got a long hill to climb for people to like me, but I know stuff. Well, you can get Paul Casey on your poster and he'll satisfy both Rogue One and The Force Awakens. But that is him wearing an animatronic poster for him to sign. Oh, oh, we're not talking about me anymore? Shit. No, we're done with you. He's been but in a lot of Doctor know- Who. I know you're a big Doctor Who fan. Yeah, I did see that online. Matt, you also know who does the voice now of, of Elo Asti. Oh, Steven Stan does that too as well? No, Matthew Wood. Oh, oh, Matthew Wood. Yes, I'm sorry. Of course, that was my name in the opening of the show. 
Matthew Wood of General Grievous fame and and you know some behind the scenes kind of stuff also does the the very short lines that Elo Asti does. Now, one of the things that Matt was talking about is seeing this a couple of places. That same exact mask, and I think this is this is kind of funny because this is the kind of crap that they did in 1976. That same exact mask is reused <laughs> for a, a scene later in the movie when they're all kind of celebrating at the end and they're all kind of like just kind of mingling around. If you see that mask in the scene, it's really a different character. Was it on a pike? It's on a different dude. <laughs> okay. It's it's a, it's the same exact mask. So I don't know if that's uh, one of the people you're seeing, Matt. Um what you have a rough you said towards the end? It's the end when they're celebrating their victory and they're I, all kind of I, I don't this, this new fourth one maybe maybe but it's the, the the other the other two I mentioned were definitely not at the end. Okay. And I have well, not that, watched this movie since it was in theater, so Well, that one at the end is the same exact mask that Paul Casey wears as Elo Asti. Um, this character was released before the film came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, as was the action figure too. Now they do this, they've done it. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's another thing that is like kind of like a star Wars thing. I guess it's a thing with other things as well. But uh, why do you think they, why do you like, this was like the Teon meet on, you know, like why did yeah. they pick, why did they pick Elo Asti for the force awakens? Do you think? Well, he is visually cool to see. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in an X-wing outfit. He's 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 a new character and a familiar uh, look. The pot you you got <laughs> you automatically see he's a rebel pilot when you well, look at him. Chris, I got your your text that's with that, the picture. So that's like that's five now. So this is five distinct alien characters from Force Awakens of the same species for like no explainable reason. Why why are there so many? All the same family. <laughs> I'm looking here on the on the uh, Wikipedia page. There's that picture at the bottom of that of the the guy at the end of the movie, Kai Thernali. Right. And there's that dude in front of him who looks like Booster from the um, Jingle All the Way, Turbo Man sidekick. It, <laughs> it does. <laughs> Everyone hates you, Booster. <laughs> oh my god! That's does. what that guy looks like to me. Out of the way, box, <laughs> box. <laughs> That's funny. Well, do this guy at some point. He's 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 Star Wars booster. No one likes him either. I'm almost thinking. I mean, at this point, we've alluded to it, and people, I'm sure, know at this point who we're talking about and what we're talking about. He is named as an homage to the to Beastie Boys and to the album Hello Nasty. So, do you think there was some either conscious or subconscious? ploy here to put that out and someone was going to see that name and put two and two together and make it seem like because because even if you don't like beastie boys that's the kind of thing that like people like there isn't anyone that doesn't think beastie boys is cool you might not like them but you, you can you can I, I would think that most people can respect their place in pop culture and in in hip-hop music history as being some of the forefathers of rap mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. and, and that you can't really say that they're not cool. You might not like their music. Um, do you think this was a way to get people on their side? Uh, I think you're actually overthinking it. I think it's simply, and it's been stated many times. JJ Abrams is just a huge beastie boys fan. Yeah. He'll put a beast. He tries to put the beastie boy song or reference in all of his movies. 
Okay, because I was just wondering, like when I when I first saw that, I I got the reference, and I was just like, even for someone like me who was not looking forward to this at all, that's kind of like well, that's kind of cool, and it kind of really? bothers that's me. news to me. Yeah, like like I I <laughs> kind of bothers me that I'm like pulling for this. <laughs> I don't know. You're, I'm sure you're right. Where I overthink everything. Yeah. It, no. Um, I mean, it's it's, uh, and, and again, you probably were not reading the same articles me, Tim, and Chris were. But it's it, even, I think, before the movie came out, it was explained that it's just his his being a huge Beastie Boys fan. I, I so I think this was explained before that thought could even snowball to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There was okay. there were two songs in the in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, I, right. I yeah, that. yeah. Sabotage that was thing, in the first one. Yeah, and then it says here, "Body Moving" was in yep. the Darkness one. Body yep. Moving. Well, the creative department actually were the ones that came up with the name. It was not Abrams, but when they brought it to him, like you said, he's a fan. He's used their music in the past. He's used it on Lost. He's used it like he just uses it. He was quick to approve it, so it wasn't him that necessarily named the character. It was the creative department, but like you said, yeah. it wasn't a stretch that he was just right on board. So, yeah, with it. exactly. Yeah, right. He was all for it, and that's really the reason—the only reason I picked this character. I do think he looks cool. Um, I also didn't want to pick a character that could have a continued story, and I didn't know that he does die <laughs> in the yeah, movie. Right, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have to be careful when we're picking that's- these. These yeah. characters, because if they have anything yep. left open, it's really kind of pointless for us to do them now. Very, very good point. You're absolutely right. In fact, some of the characters we have done in the past are now have more story to them. But yeah, they brought them back to life. That, that'll be Jack and his friends task to take on later in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine but num part two. Dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a perfect example, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because there's going to be more to some of these characters. Christy will do the nine num one. Her and 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 Mike Quinn like, will just sit in a room and talk Muppets for eighteen freaking hours, <laughs> like they did at Celebration. <laughs> there you go. But really, it was just because of Beastie Boys, and I know that uh, at least three of the four of us are fans. Chris, do you like their music? I do. I don't know as much as you guys do, but I I, I do turn it up, turn them up when they're on the radio. I do. Be- okay, so Beastie Boys four, was four. the first real concert I was at. The second ever concert I was at. Oh. Uh, my father. <laughs> what was the first? Air Supply? Uh, monkeys, actually. Oh. <laughs> my father took me and my sister to their license to ill tour. So imagine how young my sister was and how surprised my father was at the concert that we went to. Was that at, at Stabler? It I, I remember them Stabler, playing Stabler. Yes. Yeah. And, and the opening act was Public Enemy. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Huh? wow. Yeah, that was one. That, that I I wasn't allowed out for a while after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I had, cool. I so bought a t-shirt at the at the at the at the souvenir stand or whatever you call it that I had to hide for like 17 years cuz it said <laughs> Beastie Boys on the front and it said get off my dick on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. I I saw the Beastie Boys in 94 on the on Lollapalooza. Yeah, and oh, I nice. bought a T-shirt. It said "Aloha, Mister Hand." It had a picture of a van on the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm jealous. I never, I never saw them. I do have a T-shirt, but I didn't see them. <laughs> so it sounds like we're four for four fans. But uh, I've always, always been into not even. I mean, I've always been into rap music, but even more specifically, Def Jam. 
rap oh, music. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that, that was my thing. They, they were my company. Like, I was like a tried and true sworn soldier of Def Jam Records. And that was that was them and and several other insanely talented people. So when I saw this involved in Star Wars, even though I was kind of mad because I don't want to like this, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> like this. I don't want to like it. I don't like J.J. Abrams. But yeah, that's all I got. I mean, what's, I really am just doing it because of the name and the references. What's everyone's uh, everyone's favorite Beastie Boy song? Mine's rhyming and stealing. Oh, really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It's you know best, it has the word illin in it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. For me, it's uh, Sure Shot. Okay. See, all these songs you guys are singing, I have I have no idea. And the song I'm thinking, I'm like, I sure hope that it's them singing it. <laughs> well, mine's uh, looking down the barrel right of a gun. One? I said it earlier. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. What? I didn't mean to talk over you, Chris. What's yours? Got to fight for the right in Brooklyn, right? Is, is that? Yeah, those, those are both. Yeah. No, those yeah, are good. Okay, cool. Those no, are good ones. That's what you put got, on No, the you got to fight for your right, and then there's no sleep till. Well, I like both those songs. Yeah. Good. Okay. I know two songs. <laughs> and it's funny because I think a lot of Beastie Boys, big Beastie Boys fans, it's like anything when, when somebody's a real big fan of a band, the, the song that is their most popular and famous is the one you hate the most. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? It's like, I like... I really like a lot from Paul's Boutique, which is uh, the casual Beastie Boys fan will like, like kind of s- snap at that. But I also like, like you said, I, I like Fight for Your Right. I like Brass Monkey. I like No Sleep Till Brooklyn. So it's like, I, it's I, I, I like it all. They're still alive, like all, all. Of them no, are. MCA died. Uh, Adam Young died quite a while Dude. ago. Now at this point, yeah, yeah, five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah cancer. <laughs> um. And- they're in, they have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Adam Young died 2012. So I remember, I remember that. How he looked ago, all yeah. thin for a he, while. He yeah, went, he went fast. That was sad. Yeah. And towards the end, though, their last couple albums, especially their last album, they stopped. They just were doing instrumental music, and it was really good. Yeah, like they weren't even necessarily speaking or rapping on anything anymore. And some of those last albums were not only just as good in some cases better than some of the early stuff. So they never really lost it to me. Uh, what you want is on like, check, if you check take, t- if you take 10 of yeah. my playlists, what you want is probably on at least five of them for, for working out because that is a good song to work out to. That song. I associate what you want. Cause the, the, the three, the three songs that were out at the same time, they were like all over MTV and all over the radio. What you want. Smells like Teen Spirit and um, uh, what was that first song off of Faith and Where's Angel Dust? Those three songs were pop, super popular all at the same time. You put so uh, I associate all three together. Put a uh, Thunder Kiss sixty five on there. Oh yeah, and, and I will yep. I, I will say I will agree with your MTV and I'll up you a Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> all that 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 early nineteen ninety two, yeah. <laughs> up you Beavis and Butthead. Or raise you shit. That's how much poker I play. Up you. <laughs> Sorry. I did not mean to tell Tim to put up you up yours. <laughs> Sorry, up Tim. Yours. I meant raise I like you. <laughs> I was I was a late adopter to Beavis and Butthead. When when that was on, I tried watching it, but I was like, I don't like this. And then 
And then later on, I kind of got into it. And then I got into the early episodes and realized that those were the best. Those episodes were, yeah, first, absolutely. Yeah. First it's, season. It was when it was just Mike judge fucking animating shit in his parents or his bedroom in his parents' house. It was the best. Yeah. When he started to get a crew on, it's like, oh, wow. Too many fucking cooks spoiled the soup on this well, one. Well, and then, and then it started to become more of a commercial for yeah, bands so rather, yeah. rather than actually like commentary on stupid music and, and good and stupid music. Then it became like, record labels hey can we put this song on yeah, button and right, say yep. something nice about them yep you're right yeah if we lost dave but, and chris no, 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 no okay i love cornholio trust there me you go. nice <laughs> that's all i have on elo sd great job dave thanks great george man you got some feedback oh for my us? god yeah it's like oh <laughs> these postcards my god they're so heavy keep them coming uh-oh a shit ton of them just fell out. Hold on. <laughs> Got three this time. More postcards. Oh, shit. You know what? This happens every recording. I forget to mention it. And then the second recording, I remember to mention it. So postcards. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about with postcards, if you haven't heard already, we're doing a postcard campaign where you send us a postcard and we will send you a download code for our Celebration Orlando 2017 exclusive show, which was about Lumpy. One of the best exclusive shows we've done <laughs> so far. It's so funny. And I'm not just I'm not just saying that. It really is. But so you send us a postcard. If you have any way to contact us or or if we recognize your name for Facebook, I will send you that that link. So postcards I have in my hands today. This one is really, really short and really um really cool. It's someone we met years ago. At least uh Chris Oh, I don't think Dave's met him. Chris Tim uh and uh I have Donald Wicks as his Ooh. Rebel Legion character Porkins, and he is the gentleman that inducted us into the Rebel Legion. Hey. So not only a friend of a sh- of the show, but did some really cool stuff for us. This really neat um, abstract art picture of his character. Sick. It says Porkins oh. on it, and at the at the back, this is great. This is how long he's listed. It says my pizza, <laughs> Jake Porkins. That's what he signed it as. So. Thank you, Donald, for that. This one, all right, this was, I, I, I can't imagine this not being handpicked for Dave and I. It says, Shepherd Neiman Company, Pale Ale Brewers, Faversham, Stock and Mild Aids, London Stout, and Porter. That's the front of the card. On the back, it says, hi, chaps. Well, this is the nearest place to me that has a postcard that is of any interest to me, and I'm guessing you too. Cheers, Eric Moore. <laughs> so eric, cool. eric long 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 time supporter of us and yep. this one this is i i sort of kind of chastised not chastised tim I, I more bust his balls about getting it tim insists people get postcards from their their areas <laughs> this guy did not have a postcard from his area so what did he do he took a picture of himself outside the strip mall with a lightsaber <laughs> and put a sticker that says Highlands Ranch, Colorado on the front of it. He made That's a awesome. postcard of his nice. area. So there we go. <laughs> so on the back, he wrote to Chris, Dave, Tim, and Matt. Love the podcast. It's a great way to start the week. The Photoshop front depicts both my local shopping center and me holding a physical project, or I'm sorry, a physics project, a lightsaber prop. My class class raises money selling wind chimes to our middle school. Can't wait for more great star Wars in character. As I head into my senior year signed Evan. So thank you, Evan. I mean, like I say, I bust Tim's balls about insisting that the photo come from or the postcard come from their area, but 
Evan went above and beyond and actually That's physically right. made one. So this is this is, is pretty funny. Is the postcard like actual like cardboardy it's, postcard it's material? A, it's it's a it's like a printout on a on a like a like one of those um like a like a thick stock photo paper you'd nice. get for your your um inkjet printer and then yeah. uh just slightly like a like like just a quarter inch border in that is a piece of like like just copy paper that he cut and pasted on the back that he could write on and put the stamp on very nice, nice. yeah a lot of work went into this so if Wait. you want to get on board send us a postcard and get a copy of the lumpy episode the address and this is what i was saying earlier i forget the i forgot to say the address last episode Send it to Neos as P.O. Box 771975, Orlando, Florida, 3287. And we will share it on the air and you'll get your episode and we'll have a lot of fun with it because <laughs> these are awesome. It's like just we needed a P.O. Box for just to have things sent to us. And I figured, well, why, why only use it for our you know charity work a couple months out of the year? Let's use it all year round. It has been a blast. I've been having a lot of That's fun awesome. with these. I love these things. They're awesome. So that leads to our Patreon pick of the episode, which is John Frost. So thank you, John. Um, as we say every episode, it is absolutely what keeps everything online, gives us the resources to do new things. And we were just discussing between recordings, something Dave is doing, which I think everyone is going to really enjoy. I got to hear it today. I love it. And it would not be possible to get online and share with everybody without the support we get from Patreon. So thanks to people like John. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. We're able to do that. If you want to learn more about it, just check out patreon.com slash neozaz. I'll let the page speak for itself. And just thank John one more time and thank everybody that supports us through that. Thanks, John. Is, is Jack a nickname for John sometimes? Yeah. So he could be, he's, he's actually Jack Frost then? <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Is fine. it time, Dave? Is it time? It's time. It's time it's for uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that better, the activity. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes it makes my stomach feel better too when you sing shit. it. <laughs> it doesn't make you shit. It comes out faster. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Cut active cultures. It makes, me th- it makes me think of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> well, the scores in this round of trivia, in which we are using the Jedi Masters quiz book, are like this. Tim is in the lead with six, and then Matt and I both have five, and then Chris has four. All right? I do. Mm-hmm. Chris, you are first. All right. Okay. All right. Who did 3PO give thanks to when he was about to take his oil bath? Thank the maker. Final answer. I'm almost sure that's right. I don't even need to look it up, but I'm going to just to make sure Rusty... Is it Rusty Wallace or Rusty Miller? Make sure he did. Yeah, Rusty Rusty Miller. I'm I'm nowhere close to right. Rusty Miller. Make sure that's what he says. Yep, that is correct. The maker. Maker's mark for those out there that enjoy good whiskey. Although it's not really that good. It's a, it's a Kentucky. It's made up in... Oh, you know what I had? This has nothing to do with anything, but neither does anything that we ever talk about. I had a Maker's Mark cigar. It Man, was... Uh, I do not made, like flavor-infused cigars. Well, it it was made... It was in. A, it came in a plastic tube. Uh-huh. It had the wax on the top, like yeah, a bottle of Maker's are, Mark yeah. would. And, when you, and then when... Well, when you pulled it off, it it had like the little like vacuum seal on it, and you popped that off, and it even popped. 
and then it was it was a it was infused with Maker's Mark. Uh, Gurkha started doing those like ten years ago with Louis the Fourteenth cognac. Louis the Fourteenth or Thirteenth, Twelfth, or whatever. I think it was Fourteenth. Yeah. Well, at any rate, Chris is right. Next time, (laughs) next time I go up to uh, Louisville, I'll uh, I'll stop over on the Kentucky on the Bourbon Trail and stop at the Maker's Mark Distillery. It's right on the way. That would be a very worthwhile trip, as far as I'm concerned. I've been to a few. I've been to like Evan Williams and a few of the other ones up there. All right. If you want some uh, good advice on cigars sometime, Dave, we'll talk off the air because if you're if you're smoking infused cigars and you, you get you, I get some things to teach you. <laughs> I am not a cigar person. I don't really do this hardly ever, but if I see something cool like that I do it. Like as I go to a lot of beer fests and at beer fest they almost always go hand in hand with somebody selling cigars and a lot of the cigars that they sell at beer fest are infused with hops so it's like you're smoking hops mm. which i think is cool um Man. but i don't know what i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> as far as cigars okay i don't smoke anymore just putting that out there okay. <laughs> i never did so there you go well it's my turn then okay all right, what was Luke's nickname? According to Rusty Miller. Well, let's see. Long Duck Dawn. If if he's going by if he's going by what I think he's going by, which is the deleted scenes, the uh, the novelization that would include Luke's you know, friends, which would mean his nickname is Wormy. <laughs> you are correct. It is Wormy. Wow. Wormy. Uh, All righty. Or limp. small limp penis. Wormy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Matt, it's your turn. <laughs> All right. What vehicles were used to patrol the outside of Cloud City? Well, I know we called them cloud cars as toys, but... But what we covered them on an episode, I have no fucking idea what their official name was. Mm. So I just got to go with cloud cars. And the answer is twin pod cloud cars. Do I get it? You got it. Yes. Okay. You got it. I guess. <laughs> so mean. All right, Tim. All Bring it on. All right. I am. Okay. How many horn? Oh, we had that, I think. I'm not going to give it that one. I, I notice I, I go right to the center of the page. I got to look at the top here. So, all right, let's go with this. What was the two legged walker called? The ATST. Uh, again, I don't need to really look it up to be sure, but I am curious what Rusty Miller wrote. Oh, I don't know. Rusty called it the Scout Walker. <laughs> the Ember. <laughs> No, I of course know. that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> we need to vote. We need to vote. I say yes. Chris? I say no. Oh. I don't know why. I just want this to be opposite of Matt. <laughs> I say, I say he, he knows it. He knew so, it. It's just the funny. Chicken walker. Oh, hopefully, hopefully we made him sweat for like two seconds. That's all. <laughs> it was the escape right, so- pod for the ad-hat like I thought when I was a kid. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, I can see that. The head pops off yeah, and sprouts legs. That's what I thought it did, yeah. After the Eloasty episode, the scores are Tim and first with seven, Matt and Dave with six, and then Chris with five.
I can never catch up if you guys keep getting them right. Yeah, we're on a roll. Yeah. I'm like butter, Thanks baby. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The details about hello, Hasty. See you next time we discuss Pablo Jill. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.